not going crazy. We're not going bananas. We're going a sh- Welcome to another episode of Going Ape Shh. I'm your host, Everbroa, the Gorilla. And man, do we have a fun one for you. I got the chance to catch up with Brayden King. Now, Brayden was top 55 on American Idol, coming from Weyburn, Saskatchewan, though he does call Alberta home these days. And we got the chance to talk about his experience on the show, his experience getting into music, and how he plans to capitalize on the momentum from being that Canadian guy on American Idol. I got the chance to see Brayden play a bit of an acoustic set. I can only stick around for the first part of the set because it was about two hours away and I had to work the next day. So unfortunately, I didn't get to see his full set there. So I didn't get to hear him play his new single, Living the Dream, which is an absolute classic song. I love it. I love it. I know I'm calling it a classic already. He did uh, release an acoustic version, which he does talk about his uh, music release schedule for uh, new tunes uh, in the interview. And well... Yeah, he blew me away with that, his charisma on stage. This guy's got a future. He has a future in Canadian country music, that is for certain, and he will definitely stand out. He's six foot nine, everybody. He is six foot nine. He's going to stand out. <laughs> now, this interview does come a little later than initially announced. Um, that's because I announced it before the interview took place. The interview then got rescheduled once or twice, which pushed the release of the episode a week, and then... On my end, it didn't get released for an extra week because I just didn't have much time in order to edit everything, feeling a little burnout from working two jobs. And so when I edit and piece everything together, these episodes, I like to have my full focus on what I'm doing. I don't like to be distracted with anything. I just like to sit there, focus on it, and get it done. And unfortunately, I just really wasn't able to get that focus. So it was kind of, okay, I got some focus now. And then I would lose my focus, go back to it. So I do apologize to Braden and to all of you for not getting this out there as soon as I would have liked. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Braden King. All right, talking with Braden King. How's everything going, man? Really good, man. How are you doing? Oh, just surviving the usual. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Same boat here. Oh, so, I mean, like you're from Weyburn, Saskatchewan. What made you come all the way out to Alberta? Um, initially, I moved to Edmonton to go to McEwen University for music. Uh, and I did that for like two years, but realized that I really didn't want to be doing music like school in general, even if it was for music, I really was not enjoying it that much. <laughs> so um, I decided to uh, just leave school and not get another job and just play as many gigs as I possibly could. I figured it would like light a fire under my ass to like go get some more gigs. And like it really did. And uh, now it's my full time job. And there's just a lot more uh there's a lot more contacts in Alberta and a lot more places to play. I think the, like, obviously it's just higher populating, higher population than Saskatchewan. Uh, so there's just a the bigger scene here. There's a lot more going on. So, I mean, what got you into music and more notably country music? Um, initially, um, I've just always loved music. It was just, there was not a question whether or not I was going to get into music. It was, I've been singing ever since I could talk kind of thing. Um, and got my first guitar when I was like six or seven and just always been messing around on it and singing, but always hated country music <laughs> so much. Like, I don't know what it was, man, but I just hated it so much until, um, 
Like there were certain songs that I I would say were like guilty pleasures and like I would play them and stuff, but I don't know. It was it was definitely like the newer uh, pop bro country that was like not really uh, resonating with me and like making me hate it. But then uh, I realized that all of my friends like country music, and if I wanted them to come see me play or like or enjoy listening to me play or anything <laughs> like that. I was like, I gotta, I gotta learn some country tunes. And then I, uh, I kind of discovered, um, some of the country that like, I really enjoy. Like I'm not a huge Morgan Wallen fan. Uh, <laughs> I was, I will sing whiskey glasses at a show because that's, it gets requested constantly, but it's not my thing. You know, uh, I definitely like Luke Combs more, but even outside of that, like, um, I really like brothers Osborne, whiskey Myers, blackberry smoke, uh, the Cadillac three, a bunch of guys that really just aren't even on the radio that much, but like, uh, I don't know. I just, I love their vibes and, uh, the songwriting styles of, of Tyler Childers and Zach Bryan and, and Coulter Wall. Um, and, and I've always just been a rock music lover first. So any time <laughs> that a band brings rock influences into their country music, that gets me excited. And, and I do the same thing. Uh, Cole Wetzel, that's another one. And I love Hardy. Hardy's so sick. Uh, so yeah. Um, that's kind of where my country music influence and interest lives. Uh, it's definitely the rock side of country, but, uh, I'm really thankful that I got, like, that I had some friends that were really into country music because I don't think I would have ended up where I'm at right now had that not been the case. Yeah, and suck. <laughs> not liking Morgan Wallen might be a popular thing at the moment given the stunt he pulled the other day, uh, down at Ole Miss, but, oh, uh, yeah. I'm yeah, still waiting oh to see God. if he gets sued over that. I imagine he will be so at some for something, but yeah, that's just crazy. I mean, like uh, uh, some people were saying that he was just hammered and like not even <laughs> like his voice was gone. And I, I'm like, I wouldn't put that past him either. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I just I, I think it's so funny seeing all the backlash like. To be fair, the openers still did their sets, so like people still got a show. Like, yeah, but I'll be honest, I wouldn't be that pissed if I only saw Hardy and I didn't <laughs> see Morgan Wallen. I'd be like, yo, that was kind of sick, but oh, I get I, it. I'll, it's also the ticket costs. It's about the equivalency yeah, oh. of me going from where I am to Calgary for some people, because some people are saying like seven, eight hours. So from where I am to Calgary to go see Shania Twain, because she's on tour uh, in the next week or so in Edmonton and yeah. Calgary. And then it's, you know, she know in theory voice and know she can't perform within five minutes beforehand. So I traveled seven, eight hours. Don't get me wrong. I love Lindsay L, but to pay that amount of money to do all that travel just to see her. Uh, I'd be a little upset if Shania just said, you know, if Shania, well, essentially was a quitter and quit that show, but <laughs> with five minutes notice. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I had someone tell me today that it might be due to insurance reasons, because in order for them to get their insurance back on a show that they canceled, they have to prove that they did everything in their power to try and make the show happen. So if he was working with doctors or vocal coaches up until the show and they're like, no, it's it's just not possible. I mean, I get it. And they want to get their insurance back. It's whatever. But <laughs> I also at the same time, I saw Luke Combs 
he should have pulled a Luke Combs and gone out and did you see that where Luke walked out and he said listen I have no voice but uh, and I'm gonna refund all of your tickets but we're still gonna sit here and put on the best free show that we can I remember and hearing about come this back yeah. and, right and I'm like that's why personality wise I like Luke Combs more and then <laughs> it's just a bonus just a bonus that I like Luke Combs music more than than Wallen. Well, when you have all those hits, you can almost just do a bit of the song and you can just almost let the crowd do the rest of it and they'll do it. And then you can oh, just yeah, tell them totally. in advance, hey, my voice is shot. It's not the best. You're This may not be the best performance you ever see from me. And then that way, if you do that, even anybody reviewing the show will go, okay, he found a way to make it work rather than just, well, I knew my voice was shot, but I waited till everybody else performed. And then, yeah, I decided to cancel me performing five minutes beforehand <laughs> when you all paid god yeah. knows how much to see me play totally totally yeah i mean we'll see if he can it, he kind of seems like the guy that could come back from anything well he did so, uh, <laughs> already <laughs> yeah yeah we'll uh we'll see what happens after this but there, i saw some disappointed people man that's oh, crazy yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you obviously got a lot of notoriety in more recent months for making the top 55 down south on American Idol. Uh, how did that all come about, especially with you living uh, north of the border here? Yeah. Uh, so I've just been posting a lot of videos on like TikTok, Instagram, uh, you name it. Like, I just post singing videos all the time and content. And I got a DM one morning from a uh, American Idol casting producer, and they basically said hey uh i've seen your videos i love your voice would you like to do a virtual audition with us so i did two virtual auditions after the second one uh the executive producer invited me down to vegas to uh audition for the celebrity judges so they like flew me down and everything <laughs> nice and uh it was cool man i was like i had always kind of said like if an op uh, I always said I would never apply for a show like that or like want to do a show like that. But I was like, okay, what do I have to lose? Like free trip to Vegas? <laughs> like, let's just, let's go. Like, and it was exciting, you know, like I think, uh, I, I had always said I wouldn't apply, but the fact that they reached out to me was pretty flattering. So, uh, yeah, uh, went down. I sang a original song called Down That Road for the judges, and uh, Luke Bryan compared the song to, like, Chris Stapleton and Ed Sheeran, so that was kind of <laughs> cool. And, uh, yeah, they gave me three yeses, put me through to the Hollywood Week, and uh, Hollywood Week was this past December, and... Um, First round was like a performance challenge thing, so I sang another original, made it through that, and then duet round, I made it through, but my duet partner got cut, and then that's where I got, like, it's crazy, like, people are getting cut, like, here, so quick, it's wild, but, uh, yeah, um... Basically, that landed me in the top 55, and we did our, like, final showstopper performance, and, uh, unfortunately, my road ended there, but I was completely content with it. Like, you know, I, um, it's not the biggest deal in the world. Um, so yeah, it was like still such a cool experience to have. And, uh, I wouldn't do it again, but I'm thankful that I did it. Uh, so if the voice comes knocking, it's a no. No, no, definitely not. Like, I learned a lot about the reality of reality TV and that none of it is reality. So, um, yeah, like, 
And it's kind of crazy, like, a good chunk of the top 26. I guess they just cut down to the top 12 last night, which is wild. Uh, lots of my friends are still in there, so that's kind of cool. But, um... Anyways, like a lot of contestants on American Idol this season were already on The Voice. And I'm like, okay, well, if that if that did nothing for their career, like (laughs) I and they got to come to American Idol now, I'm like, I don't want to be jumping around show to show and having them control the narrative and everything like that. I'd, I'd rather have full control over my career and work my way up to the exposure because I I didn't even get any like airtime on the show. I just got to announce that I got a golden ticket, which for a regular American might not be cool, except like when a Canadian says I got a golden ticket on American Idol, it's like the news kind of went crazy and it's kind of helped accelerate my career quite a bit, which is so exciting. Was there anything that had to be done visa wise? With you going down there because of it being America and I don't know if you saw any little bits of pay for being on the show at all because I don't know how that exactly works with being on a reality show, especially if you didn't have much for television time, but yeah. Yeah. So basically when I went to do the audition, there was no visa required because technically like if they, if they told me I wasn't making it, then I wasn't going to be like part of the show. Um, but for Hollywood week, I did need a visa to go down. Oh, okay. And there was no, uh, they paid for my visa, but like there was no, basically they had to ha- get, get me a visa that lasted up until the end of May, because that is like the longest possible amount of time that I would have been a requirement for the show. Yeah. Um, so I still technically have a U.S. visa right now, and I could go play <laughs> shows down in the States, but we're just too busy up here. I couldn't make it work. But um, yeah, um, I think once you make top 26, uh, you uh, you get like some sort of weekly payment and stuff, um, but not in my parts that I was in yet. Oh, okay. So, I mean, obviously you were mentioning sort of... Uh so how do you plan exactly on building off of the American Idol notoriety? Uh, we are releasing a new single every eight weeks for the next two years. Oh, wow. And uh, with acoustic versions of each single in between. So it'll be a new song on Spotify like every four weeks. And um, we're touring like really, really consistently uh, and trying to hit as many spots as possible and going back to all the spots that we've been going to since for the last two years. Uh, so uh, especially in Alberta, we'll be we'll be hitting a lot of spots, but I've never played in BC before. So our, our tour here is covering a lot of uh, cities in BC and then we're going back to Saskatchewan as well. Those okay. are all in May. And then, uh, yeah, um, we're going out to Ontario in um, in September for CCMA time and decided to kind of start building a bit of a tour around that as well. So, yeah, new music and shows and video content that like we're just going to punch people in the face with <laughs> with content. That's that's about all I'm going to do. And then I'll see how I'm feeling after two years. But like we got a pretty <laughs> solid plan for like two years of, of, of music and, and videos and and shows. So, uh yeah, I, th- I think we're, uh, it's just consistency. That's all I want to do. It's just like be consistent to the point where no one can forget 
Okay. You have the uh, new single out. You're talking about new music, Live in the Dream. Where did that song come from? Uh, that song came from a hangover, a hundred and ten percent hangover. Uh, like I, I wrote, I wrote it in the morning, uh, um, and uh, just like was feeling like regretful of uh, of like the whole going to clubs all the time and like getting hammered and like not really having that much fun. Uh, like I would just go to clubs uh, with my friends and like they're playing music that I don't even like and all this stuff. But I'm just like, they're hammered. And then I'm there doing it the same weekend, the next weekend. And I'm like, <laughs> this sucks. This really sucks. I don't like this. But then like, uh, the live in the dream line is like the only positive line in the whole song. It's like, uh, even, and that stemmed from like, even when someone is like maybe at their like lowest or they're not doing that great, you never, if someone asks you how you're doing, you're never going to say, Oh man, life is so shit. Like, no, you're going to say, Oh, I'm living the dream, man. I'm living the dream. And, uh, and that's where it came from. And it's so, it's kind of cool how um, <laughs> when uh, people are like, uh, they're like, oh my gosh, so you really are living the dream now and all this stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, did he listen? Did he read the lyrics? <laughs> like, no, <laughs> but uh, no, it's, it, it's, it's a perfect like little play on words for how life is right now. Because like I can say with complete honesty now after putting out the song and like how life is right now, like, I'm 110% content with like everything. I'm so happy. Uh, little is still the overtired line still applies. Because <laughs> uh, things have gotten so busy, but uh, no, I'm, I'm seriously so happy right now. And like, yeah, that's kind of the whole story behind the song. I had a couple of co-writers on that one, uh, Drew Schalke and Mark Mackler out of Edmonton and uh, recorded the song with Chris Demas and Madison Nickel out of Regina and Toronto. So yeah, it's uh, it was been a really cool ride with that song and people are really loving it, like probably more than anything I've ever done before. So I think we're going to keep going in, in that direction. Uh, I'm really happy with the production and everything. Like, yeah, it's just, it's all good. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, I really liked it. And then of course, yeah, hearing Live in the Dream, I'm just like, oh, this just takes me back to working construction. You just ask somebody, oh, how's it going today? Oh, Live in the Dream. I'm like, is that good or bad? I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But it's such it's such a common phrase, right? It's it's crazy. Well, I never grew up hearing that in Southern Ontario. I don't know if it's just more of a prairie thing, but like it's everybody I know that was working construction and stuff like that and working at the potash mines. Oh, yeah, just living the dream. I, I To this huh. day, I don't know half the time if it's true or not. <laughs> They're like, yeah, nope, doing good. Yep, living the dream. Or if it's, yep, nope, living the dream. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, that's cool, man. I can't believe I can't believe uh that's that it does sound like a very prairie thing to say, yeah. you know. Well, my family's from Saskatchewan, so half the time being around them, I picked up adding the word she to things. She? Yeah. Oh, like how's she going? And stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And then, oh, and then yeah. I talked to a friend. How's she going? Yeah. Yeah, and then I talked to a friend back home, back home in Ontario, and there's like, "Who's she?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, how's it going?" I have to remember, yeah. no, dial it down. Dial it down, Everett. <laughs> How's she going, bud? <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's so funny. I don't even like think about that, but I definitely say that all the time. Yeah. Wasn't until I was in college Especially- that I caught on that I was doing it. Cause like my teacher was listening to air checks and going like, why do you keep saying that? I'm like, I don't even know I'm saying it. <laughs> right. No, totally. That is hilarious. You're six foot nine. And yeah, it almost dawned on me. He's like, how are you not like playing football, volleyball, professional wrestling? Even what made you just decide yeah, no, I'm not going to do any of that stuff. I'm going to keep my hands intact to do, uh, <laughs> to play music. Honestly, man, like I, I played football. I wasn't that good because <laughs> I was, I, I'm not a very aggressive person. Uh, so like I'm on the D line and like I was okay, but like I'm not very athletic or anything, especially in high school. I was like, whoa, I was like way bigger and out of shape in high school. Um, and Honestly, nothing felt like it was my calling in sports. It was just like nothing felt as natural as music okay. and as fulfilling. And uh, I had people tell me that I was wasting my time with music. They're like, you're wasting your potential on sports. Uh, like, <laughs> And I'm like, what do you know? Like, <laughs> like seriously, it was like, I, I want to do music and I knew... For the, I knew forever that it was what I wanted to do. And uh, I'm just, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I was not very good at sports. I was not very <laughs> good. Maybe maybe if I was like a freaking all-star basketball player when I was younger, as soon as I picked up a basketball, I'd be like, okay, heck yeah. But nothing came as natural as music. Now, I mean, where does uh, the stage presence come from? Because I saw you play a little, uh, well, the first part of you playing acoustically in Grand Prairie a few weeks ago, and you just seem to have this natural charisma on stage, especially when you're just taking requests from people and dealing with, well, some drunk people yelling some random songs. It's like, uh, no, maybe another time now. Yeah. I'm just jumping into it. Experience. Like, I've always been, I've always been good at talking. I've, uh, maybe not good at talking i've just always enjoyed talking uh and uh my my teachers in school would have told you that for sure i don't know i look speaking to people has always been really really easy to me and uh once i was able to get over the uh like initial hump of like inexperience in performance which really that hump got over very quickly because it's like I played so many shows and now it's just like the most natural place for me is like to be on stage and like, I don't know, uh, usually the first thing that pops into my head to say instinctively is the right thing to say. So I just, I, I just follow my instinct when it comes to like how I talk on stage and um, yeah, it, it I, I feel really blessed that like I have this ability to like chat, like just be really chatty and, and <laughs> talk because like i know that stage banter is like a really difficult thing for some people and like for some people they completely rehearse what they're gonna say every single night and i'm like i we just wrote the set list like 30 minutes ago you're getting a different <laughs> show like it's not sometimes there's certain things that are that are like a little bit the same but all these wacky comments like oh man my my guitarist and I play off each other a lot too, so I hope you can come see a full band show sometime. But like, we'll just do random stuff, and it depends on how much maybe we drank before the show or something <laughs> like that. Except like Roman, my guitar player, he uh, he decides to just grab the mic and start telling this story about how like this 
old man uh basically i went to the wrong house at like four <laughs> in the morning and we were sober at this time i was getting dropped off uh to stay at someone's house so the boys could keep going up to edmonton i was getting dropped off i'd never been to this friend's house before just had the address so i walk up and i try to open the door because they said the door would be unlocked and i was like oh shit maybe i should figure out if i have the right address or not and uh sure enough i was like no it's the wrong house and then right when we're about to move to the next house this guy just comes like bursting out of his house he's got a house coat on but it's wide open and he's just completely naked <laughs> and we're like what the hell man like it was so weird it was so weird and like roman randomly decided to tell that full story on stage one night for like three four minutes and i just sat there and i'm like is he really gonna keep okay yeah he's gonna keep going with this story and then he ended the story with yeah but i don't really want to get into it i'm like what you just you just said the whole thing like but like that only happened at that show like we didn't plan that it just happened so i don't know i like the i like the ability to be spontaneous with it you know it's, it's just it, it keeps our lives interesting too you know oh, yeah. you never know what's gonna happen yeah. there's no gesturing to a sound tech just cut the mic cut his mic cut his mic now yeah oh no i just you gotta let things like that run their course man gotta let it happen <sighs> all right well i got some rapid fire questions here for you sick right. yeah uh go to karaoke song go to karaoke song oh um, rapid fire. It's it's rapid fire. Uh, it would be uh, uh, when it rains it pours. Let's just go there. Sure. <laughs> Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Uh, okay. Uh, go to drink. Uh, white rum and diet coke. Hmm. The most Canadian thing about yourself? Um, I don't know. I think like Canadians are stereotypically big. Just tall people, I fit that. So <laughs> let's go with that. Just think, I was gonna say you stood next to me, so <laughs> I don't fit yeah, that stereotype. Exactly. I don't fit that Canadian stereotype. I fit a lot of them, not that one. Then, <laughs> <laughs> what's the oddest or weirdest question you've ever been asked in an interview? Oh man, okay. Uh, it wasn't an interview, but it was a Q and A. I was performing at my old school, like my old high school, last week. Yeah. And um, they asked me to just come in and put on a show for the kids. So there's like five, six hundred kids in this auditorium, and I decided to do a Q and A. So the principal's like running around with the microphone, <laughs> and um, and he walks up to this kid, and, and the kid grabs the mic, and he's like, "Who's your favorite porn star?" In a high school. In a high school. And I, like, immediately I was just like, nope. And, like, but, like, dude, what? What's it, a it was star? Like, like. Yeah, it was grade 7 to grade seven to 12. So there were some young kids there. And that was definitely the most awkward, shock value, crazy shit. <laughs> I would have just picked a name out of nowhere. Just I, I just would have made one up. Just there it is. So if somebody asked me, oh, what's your man, favorite I song could've... or whatever? Just point blank. Just dick down in Dallas. What? It's like, I mean, uh, <laughs> just to mess with yeah. people. Like just oh, dick down in good... Dallas. Yeah, that's that song. <laughs> yeah, that's a good song. It's a good song. <laughs> just right to throw there. people off. Just yeah, that one. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Expecting me to say Morgan Wallen or something insane like that. It's like, nope, that one. That's the one. That's the one we're yeah. going with today. Ha, 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 ha.
Totally. Uh, I'm curious though, because so, you did yeah, mention, because you did mention, uh, not wanting to do any kind of reality programs. Are you still somebody that will enter? Like, I know there's like the diamonds in the rough. That's, I think they're still doing applications for that. That showcase takes place during CCMAs, uh, or, uh, top of the country in the future, or is it just, you're staying away from competitions in general? I would do either one of those okay. for sure. I've applied for diamonds. Uh, I've definitely looked into top of the country. It's just like reality TV, uh, where it's not so much about me as an artist, but more so like, okay, how can we, how can we use this person's story to get us ratings? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I talked know, to a guy like, that was on America's Got Talent before, and he was saying the exact same thing. Like, there's so many different audition processes, and then obviously they want to find the moment in your life. And it was the comedian with the, um, he had a bit of a deformity with his uh, hands or whatever. Cripple threat, he always joked around about being, because he was a big wrestling oh, yeah. fan. So yeah, he was like, yeah. that's going to be my name, Cripple Threat. And he had similar stories of just that. It's like, and people go, go, go to his shows expecting to see what they saw on AGT, and it's no, it's a lot more, <laughs> a lot more not exactly TV friendly material. So. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the same thing. Like if they would have shown like not that I was not genuine, but I was a lot more PG there, you know, yeah. and like and like if you come see uh, one of our shows, like I'm not like extremely, extremely vulgar. Yeah. Except like, I don't know. We like to have fun, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for doing this, man. Dude, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy we were able to make it work. And uh, yeah, thanks for fitting me into your, your busy schedule. Well, I guess the other way around, you squeezing me into yours, but. <laughs> well, we we found a time that worked yeah. for both parties and that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, man. Hopefully I get the chance to see you when you come to Grand Prairie, uh, May 20th there. So yeah, May 20th. That's that, Dude, it's going to be a hell of a good show. I'm excited <laughs> for that one. I love, I love the den. I just love the den. <laughs> Thank you so much once again, Braden, for taking the time to talk with me. I know your schedule's getting busier and busier, especially now that, unfortunately, the American Idol journey ended. But, hey, you got some great tunes out there, and your name is getting up there. You're getting bigger and bigger. You're doing great things, man, and hopefully I get the chance to see you perform May 20th when you play the Lion's Den in Grand Prairie. Now, today is May 5th, which means, well, it's Cinco de Mayo. Hey, oh, gotta get me some tequila. But uh, besides that, it May is also Mental Health Awareness Month, so I just wanted to throw this out there. Well, we all know, if you've listened to some past episodes, I deal with some mental health issues. I deal with depression. And it was about a year ago today, I believe it actually was. The I'm recording this, actually, the day this comes out. I have uh, my tattoo. I got that this one pretty much right after I had a bit of a breakdown. First off awesome work by the tattoo artist uh it was a guest artist at tnt in whistler there that one day when i went there tyler had some time actually if this guy wasn't able to do it uh tyler had some time he was going to squeeze me in there somewhere gotta love tyler id if you're in whistler and you need to get a tattoo check out tyler id at uh, tnt in whistler he probably books ahead quite a bit so you may want to reach out to him awesome work he's the guy who did my oscar the grouch tattoo yeah awesome tattoo but yeah it being mental health awareness month we really do have to get rid of the stigma surrounding everything. So hopefully, if you do deal with any issues, please try to get help. Reach out to talk to people. Try to clear it up before it gets too big. I'm somebody who likes to bottle up his emotions. So they all come out at once at, at certain points. And unfortunately, it's not healthy. I know it isn't. And 
try to create a network around you where you have those people you can talk to and deal with your issues. Uh, reach out to doctors if you need help as well. I've never really found uh, medication very helpful. I've always found talking through things for me personally has worked. So in some cases, there was an episode I did, I believe it was episode 12, where I just unloaded and unleashed pretty much everything at the time. Uh, that was coinciding with Let's Talk Day. I will not mention the company's name for various reasons, but... May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and mental health is very, very important. Obviously, if things are bad enough that you are considering ending your life, please reach out to a hotline or something. Reach out to somebody, and hopefully you will not go through that. I know it's a bit of a bummer way to kind of end an episode, but... May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I just want to throw that out there. Thankfully, it has never gotten with me that bad that I've gotten to that point. So hopefully for others, it doesn't as well, because the world is a lot better with you in it. Just please remember that. I have seen a person or two make some comments on Facebook about wanting to end them and their lives. And so I'm hoping those people don't and they get the help they need and can change and turn everything around. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Going Ape. Hopefully I'll be back with some more. I do have, at some point, a show coming up on the radio station I work at, uh, which will be Emerging Artists. So hopefully interviews and content from that can be used for here. And that'll help me getting more and more episodes out to you guys. Unfortunately, at times, I like to take a break from talking to people of let's say country musicians. I love country musicians. I love country music. At times, I'd like to try to bring you guys something different. Like I brought you guys Matt Barnes, the commercial photographer. I brought you guys uh, Greg Moranovich, who is the Pulitzer Prize winning photojournalist from South Africa. I brought an athletes in here for you guys as best I can. Um, I'm hoping that can happen a little bit more. We're into the off season for the NHL, so time to start uh, harassing NHL teams to let me talk to their people. <laughs> I am still hoping at some point I can talk to a female hockey player, sort of get perspective on where that is all at with them, because there is a league, but a lot of them sort of are want to play outside of that league. So I kind of really like to get the whereabouts and everything going on with that. Um, so there are a bunch of people there I want to reach out to. Unfortunately, last time I tried, I only got one response and I reached out to like maybe 15 female hockey players. I got one response. It was, believe it or not, Marie-Philippe Poulin's agent. And unfortunately, timing didn't work out. So uh, maybe I reach out back that way. But definitely, definitely, definitely got to try to bring you guys that. Try to bring you guys different uh, sort of content. You'll still get the country musicians. If you like country music, don't worry. I'll still bring you them. But I am working on trying to bring some other things, authors, whatever I can manage to swing. I'm not big enough that I can just command uh, anybody I want. I'm not Joe Rogan, unfortunately. And fortunately in some ways. But I digress. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Good night, everybody.